0: You are listening to Billionaires in Boxes,
1: the number one podcast publicist for businesses globally. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes with me, your host, Phil Paluccia. Um Great to have you here with us. I am joined by a very special guest, a new friend of mine, Vera McCoy. Uh, Vera is Awesome, she runs a business called Financial First Aid, has a ton of experience, and this is going to be so so helpful for so so many of you, particularly those of you. And this might sting a little bit who don't particularly like your credit rating and are looking to for some ways to uh, really improve that and make sure that you can build that portfolio. So, Vera, welcome to the show.
0: How you doing, Phil? Nice I'm very to be good. here
1: it's wonderful to have you here we've been uh we've been talking about doing this for a little while now and I'm, I'm really excited that we've got you on the show um to have the conversation and a fellow podcast host so we should be good to go it's always interesting isn't it when you get two hosts together because no one wants to be the guest
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of fun so for the audience who who haven't come across you before um why don't you give us a little bit of a, an introduction to you and, and what it is that you do
0: Well, uh, formerly, I was or still am practicing attorney. Um, I've been doing that for about 30 years. And uh, I just kind of, you know, my background is in bankruptcy law and real estate law. And so I just kind of felt as though it was time for me to have a change. So I'm I'm in the process of transitioning and I started the podcast called Financial First Aid. Uh, Basically, what the podcast is directed at is, um, you know, helping people, uh, entrepreneurs in particular, to, um, you know, come back from bankruptcy so that they can uh, be without the shame and blame of, uh, you know, the whole experience of bankruptcy we help them navigate that after the process and hopefully get them on their way to go from bankruptcy to bank so that they can learn how to hedge their uh their their financial situation so they don't find themselves in that place again
1: beautiful from bankruptcy to bank i like the sound of that um (laughs) and you know
0: the audience does too
1: (laughs) i'm sure they do i mean that's that's exactly it, it and it's it's as you just said i think um that's a really important point. It's just it's to, is to ev- help people to avoid going there again. Um, I mean, I think by the nature of what we do many entrepreneurs have failed and that includes financially at some stage in what we do and i include myself in that uh, and I, I have no shame in saying that i've i've made and lost a lot of money um and you know there are there are some pretty scary times with that i mean i remember um a number of years ago and i don't think i've ever shared this on a podcast but i remember a number of years ago um i i hadn't quite gotten enough debt that they could declare me bankrupt, but there was like a, a a debt order, which is like a small version of insolvency, which basically still lives on your credit file for a number of years. It stops you from getting credit while you're repaying stuff back. It consolidates right. everything. But I had to do that because I, I was in that place that I think many people have found themselves in, especially with what's going on with COVID, where, you know, I was scared yeah. of the letters coming through the door. I was worried every time somebody knocked on the door that it was someone to come and embarrass me and tell me they wanted money. And um you know, and I remember what had actually happened, I was quite bitter about it at the time because what had happened was I had a, a client who went bust. Um, no fault of mine, they'd essentially mismanaged the way that they were handling their money. Right. But they ended up owing me somewhere between 60 and 80,000 pounds. So it's probably about 80 to $100,000 in, uh, in invoices that just went down the toilet. And I'd been waiting for those for about four or five months, maybe even six months. So when it just didn't come all of those bills that I'd put off paying until that money turned up now needed paying and I had no cash to do it. That's right.
0: That's Um, right.
1: And it's, I think it's incredible how easy it is to, to to slip into that hole, isn't it?
0: Yes, definitely. And, 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 with you being an entrepreneur, um, you always are looking for ways to to make money. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you're thinking in terms of just, just like the situation with you, you know, you're going to get that money some kind of way. It's going to come in. And once it comes in, I'll be good again. And then mm-hmm. sometimes that day never comes. And as you say, uh, you have to figure out, okay, so what I'm going to do? Am I going to just go ahead and and stop being an entrepreneur? Or am I going to bite the bullet, file the bankruptcy, and then mm-hmm. move on beyond that? So our aim is to get people to strive uh, to getting Uh, to a place where they're thriving after they come out of bankruptcy and some of them you know are going to have to just really understand that it's going to take time it's not going to happen overnight but you have to remember you falling into bankruptcy didn't happen overnight either so um, you know focusing on the positive that's what you know the, the podcast is directed at focusing on the positive inspiring my little catchphrase is educate Uh, motivate and inspire. That's what we like to do on on financial first aid. And it's great because um, I've gotten so many uh, entrepreneurs that have been on the podcast that have had Uh, a situation where they've fallen into bankruptcy, or even if not bankruptcy, have financial challenges. And we we really like to discuss that on the show and get them to say, hey, you know what? It's okay. I, I got through it. And now I'm on the other side of it. And this is what I'm doing. 100%.
1: 100%. Well, I am. I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I just stopped when everything was in its darkest moment, we'd have never been where we are today. And I love the place where we are today. Exactly. Um, exactly. But you do, you know, sometimes, and I know we've spoken about this off air, actually, but um, it's the sense of relief, that comes from being able to do something like that it's the you know and and i I, as i said i wasn't even bankrupt it was more like a just a consolidation thing but just the relief of knowing that no more letters were coming and i didn't need to worry every time somebody knocked on the door i mean it's such a uh, an emotionally and physically draining way of living your life. You know, every time somebody knocks on the door, your heart leaps into your mouth. Like, that's a yes. horrible way to live. And I remember I slept like a baby the night that it came through. Honestly, I slept like a baby. Um, I don't think when I slept like that, my I, I think I woke up the next morning and said to my wife, I don't think I've slept for the past six months.
0: Yes, yes. And I get that a lot from my clients, um, you know, once they go ahead and they look at their financial situation and they admit to themselves, hey, you know what, we have to do this or or I have to do it, however, you know, whatever their situation, yeah. they once they do it, they do feel a tremendous amount of relief. And yeah. that's that's the one you know, that's one of the good things about doing what I do you know, what I did, what I'm still doing, I still have some clients that I'm working with, um, just that, that whole feeling of, of relief. And, and that makes me feel good because I have been able to be just a small part in providing that.
1: Well um I want to before we go into your background and how you do it I mean obviously we're on a podcast everyone else can't see this but I'm I'm currently rereading a book at the moment it's right in front of me it's Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity his okay. autobiography and okay. I love this book I find it very inspirational but mm-hmm. there's a there's a, I don't know if you've ever read it but there's there's part of his book where he talks about how um I think it was his magazine and publishing company was about to go bust um mm-hmm. could even have been his airline actually but I'm I'm pretty sure it was his publishing company And he was uh, the bank manager was banging on his door and was sitting on his doorstep outside to get hold of him. And he was hiding under the (laughs) desk in his office so that they couldn't see him through the window. Right. And he said, I mean, he's in his house. He's hiding under this desk. And, I'm thinking, you look at Richard Branson, he's a multi-billionaire now. This guy is one of the most successful people on the planet and he still went through that stage in his life. So I think it's very easy for people to feel embarrassed and maybe even alone in this Mm -hmm. when they're going through that as a challenge. But the the reality is that it, for those of us crazy enough to go and become an entrepreneur, it's it's a very real possibility for many, many of us. Yes. Um, and it's my attitude is it's how you react to that that makes the difference. Because, you know, the, people fall into one of two camps for me when they, when they fall into financial difficulty or, or, or let's use the phrase bankruptcy, right? They, they become bankrupt. They either shrivel away and they hide and it terrifies them and they end up being the person propping up the bar in 20 years time saying i used to be somebody you know um or <laughs> they you know how many times have we seen this like you hear about an entrepreneur going bust and going bankrupt and then 6 months later they're a multimillionaire again you're like how did they do that
0: exactly and exactly. it's because
1: they appreciate that it's a journey and that there were some mistakes that they made along the way so they reflect they learn the lessons and they start again and go great what are we doing differently this time
0: Exactly. Yep, that's right. So,
1: okay. yep, I love it, love it, love it. So, how long's the podcast been going? It's been going
0: fairly well. Um, like I said, I've been very fortunate, and um, there's kind of like two parts to it. One of um, one group. Of, of, of podcast, you know, is basically really just about entrepreneurship and those guests, um, you just know, discuss whatever it is, their businesses and, and how they got started and, you know, what it is they do and what they have to offer. And the other group of podcasts, e- even though it's the same podcast, but the other group of interviews is actually people who are entrepreneurs and have gone through that whole process. And they're just really, you know, telling their story on. Okay. Exactly what you said before, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to the bar and sit around and drink and, you know, say I wasn't somebody or am I going to just, you know, pull myself up, get myself focused and move forward? And those are the stories that I love to hear. And and, um, just getting that out there uh, is really hoping that it's going to make an impact and a difference in those people's lives who are, you know, maybe smaller entrepreneurs. They may not be millionaires. Mm -hmm. But for them to know that people who are millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires, Mm -hmm. you know, have gone through those types of experiences and have been able to come out of it and look at them now, they're thriving. It's not even that they're just surviving and getting by. They've had the experience they know what it is they shouldn't do, and they're wanting to not do it again. So we really want to help them um, not just survive bankruptcy, but thrive after bankruptcy. That's the that's the real uh, aim of it.
1: I feel like you learn so much from your failures. In fact, I feel like you learn more from the failures than you do your successes. That's what some um, people
0: say. Yeah,
1: it's it's so true. I mean, look from from my perspective, I was telling you about that that client that didn't pay the invoice one of the main well there's two main lessons i learned from that actually Mm -hmm. and i've implemented it in business straight away and it's been with me for years now both of these two things there you go number one is that you never put all your eggs in one basket right never 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 (laughs) and number two is that even if it's a split payment you get paid some of the money up front as damage limitation yes
0: yes that's Um, absolutely right (laughs)
1: because what i was doing was essentially putting all my eggs in one basket And then I was going to get a big payday when it all came good at the end. So when that didn't happen, I spent five to six months investing my time into something and got nothing out of it. Um, And, you know, the bills don't go away during that period. And I learned so, I mean, that's just two of the things I learned. I could probably write a book on the things that I learned from that experience. So I'm curious, before we go into your background, which I'm really keen to do because you've got a fascinating background. I know everyone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, bankrupt a bank and helping people to kind of build that um, safety net to make sure it doesn't happen again and really helping them to thrive. But how exactly do you do that? What what does that look like?
0: Well, after the, the process, when you're, you know, when you've completed the process, uh, one of the first things that, you know, you're going to want to focus on is rebuilding your credit history. And it's so kind of weird because once you're finished the process and you get, well, in the United States, it's called a discharge. Once you get your discharge, um, people would be, you know, really, um, a lot of times people are really surprised that, you um, even though the bankruptcy stays on your credit for a length of time, seven to 10 years, um, you actually get a little bump in your credit score. And that's because, you know, the way the creditors look at it is now that you've declared bankruptcy, you have a discharge, you no longer have those debts. Those debts are gone. They're, they're white, they're wiped out, you know, so it's a fresh start. And that's how, We want, you know, everyone who comes out of it to look at it. It's a fresh start. It's it's Mm -hmm. something, it's a clean slate. You're going to want to start to rebuild your credit. And you can do that incrementally. You know, you can actually buy a car within 30 days of getting your discharge. Um, One of the kind of, I guess, glitches about it is your interest rate may be a little higher, but you still can get credit. And that's the, you know, kind of the whole point of it. You know, get yourself cleaned up. Straighten it out, start rebuilding your credit little at a time. And if you know, you're in business, you're going to want to, of course, focus on building, rebuilding your, your business credit so that mm. you, know, you can have access to capital and grow your business. And if you're you know, one of those people who are looking to scale their business, you'll be actually able to do that. You'll be actually able to scale your business. Mm. So uh, it's not the end of the world. It's actually a new beginning. And that's how uh, we would like people to really look at it that way.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And and, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we think about people who um, don't know that they can access this credit afterwards. But there's probably another group of people as well, which are the people who are afraid of credit now.
0: And that's that's true. It, it, it's funny you say that because I just spoke to one of my former clients last night mm-hmm. and I was asking her, I said, how are you doing? She said, well, I'm doing good, but I haven't done anything to rebuild the credit. And I was like, well, yeah, get yourself a credit card, even if it's a $1,500 credit card, that's fine. She said, yeah, but you know what? I really don't want to have a lot of credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, but if you really want to build your business, you have to at least get something started. Mm-hmm. And like I said, even if it's a $1,500 credit, credit, credit card at least you know go get something just so that you can start to build a track record for your creditors to see oh you know what i am credit worthy Mm -hmm. i made this little i had this little hiccup but this is a clean slate i'm starting over so let's incrementally start rebuilding a credit history
1: do you know what i found fascinating about credit is that it's not it's not universal it's national everybody kind of has their own way of dealing with it so the so what makes me say that is I was living in South Africa and we uh, were making good money we bought real estate all this kind of stuff came back to the UK and I had zero credit rating because I'd been out of the UK for so long and I couldn't do anything here I could I couldn't even get a mobile phone contract and I'm like oh, this wow. country lets me buy a house you won't let me get a cell phone like what <laughs> this is ridiculous um, yeah. and and I I don't know why it, it, it occurred to me differently but I'd always thought that that, that credit rating was a like a global thing, right? If you've been, uh, you know, uh, I, I have a poor credit rating in the US, therefore I'm not going to be able to get a car in the UK, and it's just it's just not the case,
0: right? Right. It's yeah, and you and you never know. Every every you know, like you said, every every country is different
1: it's interesting isn't it yeah, it's a minefield <laughs> okay so talk to me about your background then because obviously you you've you're a very well educated person um you got a lot of experience so i'm i'm curious about kind of the, literally the the overview of the career but also kind of what's led you to this point why was it that out of everything that you do this is the passion this is the thing that you focus on
0: well, um, let's see. I started out myself as an entrepreneur. I've been really fortunate. I haven't really worked for any anyone except for myself for the last 25, 30 years. Beautiful. I guess probably a little more than that at this point in my life. But um, I've been very fortunate. And, and what happened was near the end, uh, my mother and I had a nursery school. And near the end of uh, our operating that she and i had to file bankruptcy right. so i remember myself you know that the whole um kind of shame of it, the the frustration of it you know all of the things all the emotional things that come along, mm-hmm. because psychologically you know you think to yourself wow you know i th- thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I had a really good grip on, you know, my finances and my situation. And then I have to find myself here. And so that just, you know, after we we closed the business down, you know, we sold the properties that we had. Uh, My next move was just going into practicing law full time. And so just uh, over the years, you know, talking to people, working with my clients, seeing the kind of emotional and and psychological kind of toll that it's taken on people. Mm. I just developed this kind of heart for them because I've already experienced it. I understand it. I know where they're coming from. And Mm. just, um, I thought it was time for me to transition to do something new and doing this, um, you know, the podcast, the, the hope is that um, you know, I can really have a bigger impact instead of impacting my clients one at a time, Hopefully I can impact hundreds of people all at one time and I can, you know, get them to a place where they understand that they're not the, you know, failure that they think they are. They're Mm -hmm. actually someone who has something to really contribute to the rest of the world. And we want you to, especially if you're an entrepreneur, we want you to really pursue that because you have something to offer people. And we need whatever it is that you're offering as an entrepreneur. We, we need to have that. So, you know, don't sit around and, and feel sorry for yourself and have a pity party. You're allowed to have a pity party for about a month, <laughs> yeah. but that's it. You know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and let's get moving forward. So that's really what, you know, has inspired me to do this. and And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because, you know, I, I feel like, Number one, some of the entrepreneurs that are telling their stories, as you just said, mm. um, they've never really shared that with anybody. Yeah. So, you know, people see them and they say, oh, wow, you know, so and so is this and that, and they're you know, this, they're great, because that's what, you know, people see. But yeah. they don't always know and understand, as you just said, that, hey, I had a big bump in the road, You know, I had to go through, you know, this financial situation and after, you know, going through it, I'm actually a better entrepreneur now than I was before because I know what not to do. And I'm sure, you know, Richard Branson will tell you that. (laughs) I'm
1: sure. Well, absolutely. I'm sure he will. I mean, it's the, you know, I feel like the, the harder the time, the more solid the foundation you're building from the next time. Yeah. and and the more solid the foundation, the bigger you can go, right? So if you've had this bump and it's been a big bump, and you've gone bankrupt and you you know you've lost the house, the business, the car, the the lifestyle, everything, you've lost it, right? Well, imagine how solid foundations you're building from for the next thing. So The sky is the limit for the next time, and you've made you know you've learned the lessons to avoid making that mistake. And I love the fact you said pity party because what I actually wrote down as you were talking was. I love the fact that this isn't coming from a sympathy or pity perspective. This is coming from an empathy perspective. You, you felt those feelings, you understand what that feels like and, and you're going out of your way to help other people to, to overcome those emotions. And I think that's, that's so so powerful. I I I love your work. I think it's really good. And actually, I think you won't just empower hundreds of people. I think you'll empower thousands of people with this because, you know, if you think about what's going on uh, with COVID in particular, you know, yes, economically, like every country in the world is in trouble, and it's the entrepreneurs and the small businesses that are really feeling it.
0: Absolutely. Um, yes.
1: And and how many people are going to find themselves in that insolvent position now? it's mm-hmm. it's it's scary to think isn't it i mean if you look at the stats of how many you know small businesses fail and in go into bankruptcy each year anyway imagine what that's going to do now you combine sort of two years of covid into that Exactly, um, that's yeah. terrifying isn't it but um look I don't want to dwell on the on the miserable. I want to celebrate the successes. So I appreciate you won't be able to give me any names, and I don't. I won't won't ask you to do so. But who who are kind of one or two people that come to mind that you think you know they they sum up pretty well exactly what it is you're discussing here in terms of the, um, you know they they came to you and were in that shamed uh, position of I don't know what I'm gonna do, and now they're thriving as a result.
0: Well, actually, as you said, I won't give names, but. Yep. I've had quite a few um, clients that have come to me after this situation and um, I know, you know, they've purchased homes, they've purchased other real estate, they've invested in other things and um, to see them doing so well, those are the ones a lot of times that have actually given me referrals, you know, to, to other people and to see them, flourishing because that's really what they're doing at this point it's it's really gratifying and um the the other side of that is the the you know the clients that come to me and say hey this was such a relief uh off my shoulder my shoulders now you know i i just i can go about my day i can go about my business and not be so concerned and worried about someone knocking on my door, yeah. or you know, taking the tow truck and driving my 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 car away. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that I've I've had quite a few of them come come back to me with those stories. So
1: beautiful. What are what are some of the pain points? What are some of the objections that you get then when people come to you and you know they're talking about doing this, but they're you know I can't do this, and, you know I can't get credit, or what what are the things that you kind of hear most often that that you can kind of put to rest a little bit on the podcast?
0: Yes. Um, so one of the the biggest myths, so to speak, or mm. pain point is, um, well, what am I going to do? It's going to stay on my credit for 10 years. Well, number one, to be really Honest, if you look at your situation, the situation that you're in pre-bankruptcy, your credit is so shot anyway, yeah. that bankruptcy can only help it. <laughs> and that's really the truth, you know. Um, if, if you're looking at, you know, from a creditor's point of view, if you have five, six latenesses or five or six not no payments that's not going to that's going to still put your you know credit score in the tank you're still going to tank you out so why not just go ahead and file get it over with and start fresh so yeah. that's one of the pain points the second pain point i think especially with entrepreneurs is um, it's going to make me look like a failure well mm. you know as an entrepreneur you have to make tough decisions and some of those tough decisions, well, most of those tough decisions are financial decisions. And that decision to go ahead and file bankruptcy may be one of the biggest and best decisions that you make. So -hmm. that, as I said before, you, you get that cleared up, you start all over. For businesses, it's a In in the US, it's called the Chapter 11. So basically, it's a reorganization. So you're reorganizing your finances. You're reorganizing your business. And when you do that, that puts you in another place that's a better place than you were before. Yes. Yes. And so those those are really the the main two. You know, the, I, I think I'm going to be a failure, and it's going to stay on my credit report forever. And both of those to me are are non excuses. Those are no reasons for you not to just bite the bullet, do what you need to do, and move on. You have mm-hmm. to continue to move forward and not be stuck in the place that you are if you ever expect to thrive again and be successful.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it it's almost a. Uh you're afraid to make a mistake so you end up sitting down and refusing to move but the place that you've sat down and refused to move from is incredibly painful
0: it is, um, it
1: is. so you're you're putting yourself through this pain and 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 i can relate to that and i'm sure you can too there was a uh you know when when i went through uh my period with the 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 debt relief i'm mean, going back a number of years ago now but i remember very clearly you know just wanted to bury my head in the sand. Like Mm. I didn't even want to open the letters because I knew what it was going to say. I didn't want to read it. Like, I'm not interested. Like I can't do anything about that right now. So I just put them on a shelf in a drawer and I do nothing with them. And uh, that was the worst thing I could do. Um, And actually when I opened some of the letters, like some of the letters would actually, I mean, some of them were horrible. I mean, you've, you've read these things, right? When people are chasing you for money, it's all really scary. We're going to take you to court. The yeah, we're going to steal your firstborn child. Um, we're sleeping in your bushes. You know, there's there's all kinds of stuff going on. Some of, the, some of them actually were really nice. Like, I mean, as nice as they could be. Some of them were writing to me saying, look, we understand that as an entrepreneur, cash flow goes up and down. If you need to talk to us about this, we could give you a holiday, but we can't just give it you. We have to understand what's going on. And I wasn't even reading those letters. I was ignoring them completely. Um, so I I would encourage people to to take that action, you know, and, and I, you you said it about, you know, finding inspiration from other people and, 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 you know, and, and the embarrassment of I'm going to look like a failure. Well, there's a reason I've read Richard Branson's book so many times. It's because, you know, You're looking at a man who's a multimillionaire that owns his own island. I mean, how many businesses does Virgin own, for goodness sake? Exactly. Media, cell phones, travel, cruise liners, (laughs) airplanes, music. owns everything right Mm -hmm. and they're incredibly successful but he went through that really painful experience so you know if you are going through this and you are finding that pain you're in good company right very
0: good company (laughs) (laughs) and and i think like you said before um you know as an entrepreneur you you really do need to understand that uh, multiple streams of income are are extremely important. And that's why you find a person like a Richard Branson with all these different types of businesses, you know, going on, because, you know, he's realized over time that his one business that, you know, he had put so much of his time or effort into that was a good business. But then when it tanked, it's like, okay, so what do we do now?
1: Now what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good piece of advice. Actually, I think people need to be doing that, and I know that through your work as well, you're you're looking at helping people do that through different types of investments, real estate investments, stocks, currencies, right. etc. So it, that's, it, what,
0: it, that's what we're looking to do to offer that yeah. as, as a means for people to go from bankruptcy to bank.
1: <laughs> love it, love it, love it, and and that's going to provide that. Um, that foundation that safety net for want of a better expression right and everybody needs a safety net i mean it's that saying isn't it you know if you've never lost anything you've never tried anything um but uh but, you know, it, it is true that, you know, walking on that uh, that that tightrope without a safety net is a pretty risky thing to do. And we all start off just by walking on it because we think, oh, well, I can make it across. And then when you fall over, it's really painful. But the next time you do it, you make sure you put spend time putting that safety net up first.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's what we're trying <laughs> to do. If there's a
1: safety net doing. there, you can fall off as many times as you want because there's a safety net there. And that's yes. that, for me, I think is the really important thing that you do with your work. So. Um, I mean, we've touched on it with the entrepreneurs and, and obviously across the States and and, and everything else, but at what stage should people get in touch with you? Are you, are you wanting to speak to people who are, they're in that position right now and they're about to file bankruptcy? Do you want to speak with people when they're in their last year or two of bankruptcy? Like for the people that are listening right now that want to have a conversation with you and want to listen to the podcast, uh, what do they look like for you?
0: Well, you know, really, uh, for for them, um, a, any place that they're at in the process is good. <laughs> mm. if, they, if they need to call, you know, just before they're filing or, or when they've already filed, you know, because sometimes just, uh, you know, a half an hour consult will make them realize, well, maybe I should go ahead and file. Yeah. So that's fine. They can call and have that discussion. Then if they're already into it, most of the time they're represented by an attorney already. So if they just want to call and uh, have another 30 minute consult, whatever works for them, just to find out 15, 30 minutes, whatever, and find out, okay maybe uh, things are going on course as they should. Or if they're already through the process or at the end of the process, that's a fine time to call as well, because if Mm. they're in what we call a chapter 13 or chapter 11, that they're reorganizing. That's a good time to start being forward looking and proactive. Okay, let's see what we're going to do and what we're going to put in place. What are the systems we're going to put in place so we don't find ourselves in this situation again? So if they can start there, that's even better. Because like I said earlier, you actually can get credit after bankruptcy or even during bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, and I love the fact you deal with every end. Can I just clarify as well then? So for anybody who may feel like that's something they need to look at, you know, they've they've been where we were and they're burying (laughs) their head in the sands and going, oh, dear, I don't want to look at this. Uh, and they've listened to this podcast. Is that something that you can help them with? Is that something that you can take them through that process if they wanted to to try and start filing bankruptcy?
0: Yes, fin- okay. financial first day. They can go to the website, and um, I'm still tweaking that. But yep. uh, yeah, we have a list of services that we can provide for them.
1: Brilliant. Okay. Wonderful. That sounds great. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I think. You know, so many people will come out the other end and either be confused as to whether or not they can get credit, or they're afraid to even try. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, I—it's funny actually because I—I I keep going back to that one, but that was because that was me speaking from my personal experience. When when I came out of it, I mean, it didn't take very long. I think it took about three years, um, two three years. But when I came out of it, um, I was like, nope, don't want it. And I was getting all these letters from companies going, "Yeah, you qualify for this credit card with this limit." Right. And I'm like, "Nope, not That's interested. It. Don't want to do yeah. that again. That was really painful." Yes. Um, and I, I took the attitude of, if I can't save for it and buy it, I shouldn't be buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did yeah. that. I now, I, I to some degree, I still do that to this day. I do it with real estate now. <gasps> I buy houses outright <laughs> because it'll be like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want a mortgage. I don't want a bond. I don't want. I don't want anything.
0: And, and it's nothing wrong with that you know um that that too is an investment strategy you mm-hmm. know if, if that's that's what you feel comfortable with but also you know on the flip side of that or, or the another alternative to that is to be able to have credit and to be able to have creditors loan you money or you know whatever and and be able to just scale your business you know that, well
1: in part that credit is part of the safety net like knowing knowing that you've got a credit card sat in a drawer that can help you you know navigate this difficult four to six week period is a beautiful thing to know that you've got there there's nothing worse than going i don't know what i'm going to do and i now have no credit and no way of doing it so um i I, that's why i'm encouraging people to do it because i think i did it the hard way i mean i really wish we'd have met back then i think this would have made life so much easier for me genuinely um in terms of how you want people to get in contact and take action, obviously we'll put the links in the show notes below, but how is it that people should get in touch with you? What is it you'd like them to do?
0: Um, they can go to the website, Financial First Aid. It's financialfirst-aid.com. Um, they can uh, connect with Vera McCoy on LinkedIn and uh, also just have Vera McCoy as a Facebook page. i um, hoping soon to, to kind of branch out and maybe do a Financial First Aid Facebook page too, but I'm not quite sure yet.
1: Brilliant. Okay. Well, I will put a link for you, uh, in the show notes below. I would absolutely encourage everybody to just click on the show notes below. Now you can do it while you're still listening to the show. You'll see all of various details there, getting contact in whichever way feels most comfortable for you to be able to do that. Um, Uh, take the action you know and whether you're at the beginning of this process and this is something new for you or whether you know you just want some advice or to look into what the options are or indeed you're coming out of that other end and you're trying to replan and and put a structure in place for the future um i love vera's work love what it's all about having been there done that felt the pain there's nobody better to help you go through this um (laughs) yeah absolutely and you're nice and qualified with it which is which is exactly the important thing with this so um thank you so much for being on the show it's been a real pleasure to have you here um i think my biggest takeaway for you is is that it's that empathy part i think um we're talking about something quite emotive here yeah and uh nobody wants to feel pitied or looked down to. In fact, that's part of the reason they don't want to talk about it is that they don't want people to think less of them. So yes. having somebody, you know, uh, hearing us discuss it and even the podcast, right? Your podcast, having a podcast of successful entrepreneurs coming on and saying, look, I went through this period too. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's like a I class it in a very similar way that I class sort of mental health issues in business, which is, It, it almost seems like a taboo subject, but it shouldn't be because right. so many people have dealt with this and gone through this and we're all pretending it doesn't exist.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's the elephant in the room. Absolutely,
1: It's a, it's a <laughs> great analogy. Yeah. It, it, it is the elephant in the room. And, you know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed at that. There's a lot of support out there for people. Yes. Um, the, the, you know, there's people like you, your good self who are, who are helping people through that process and yeah i'm i'm glad that there are people like you out there doing this for people because trying to navigate these waters by yourself is very diff- very very difficult especially when you don't want to be doing it <laughs> right at all exactly you don't want to be touching it never mind being the person navigating it so Vera, thank you so much for being on the show. I love our work together. I'm sure we'll continue to do many great things together as we go through. Um, Can I just take the opportunity on air to wish you very best of luck with the podcast? Uh, You know, you said you wanted to help inspire hundreds of people. As I said earlier, I think it's going to be more like thousands. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for being here. And it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Same here. It's been a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to everything that the future has to offer us. Thank you
1: absolutely absolutely well guys check out the show notes below as we said take a look at what vera does there's some amazing stuff happening there um even if this isn't for you if you know somebody that might be going through a bit of a difficult time right now i mean we all know a lot of business owners in the entrepreneurial communities that are struggling right now and they're feeling some pain feel free to send them this podcast interview let them take a listen make sure it works for them and it resonates and if it does then they can pick up a conversation in complete confidence with vera um and really start to, to map out what the future should look like because uh doesn't matter how dark it is right now i promised you the future can be much brighter so yes. until next time take care of yourselves and we'll speak to you soon this is billionaires in boxes an award-winning podcast and tv publicist for businesses